fulfilled life project. I'm Chrysanthi Finn, a wife and mama of three littles who is massively passionate about finding fulfillment in the ordinary and helping you do the same. The intention with this podcast is to have you leaving every episode feeling fired up for life, ready to find joy in the ordinary and ready to ditch that same stuff, different day mindset. Let's get fulfilled. Well, hello, friend. Today, I want to talk to you about a subject that has been on my heart, and it is how to be a light in a dark world. Now, I like to consider myself someone who is pretty optimistic, almost to a fault sometimes, um, maybe even a little naive. I'm the girl who grew up thinking like drug deals only happened on the corners of the streets in New York City and nowhere else, like could not be possibly anywhere near me. Little did I know the things that were going on right under my nose. But I think that God has gone, kind of given me some sort of protection, honestly, throughout my life. And I, while I find, while I sometimes feel like, well, maybe that's a bad thing to be so naive or to always kind of have like rose colored glasses in some, in some areas of my life. I also, again, feel like it's God's protection. But lately I cannot ignore the fact that we're living in a really dark world and Saying that almost makes me feel negative and I never, ever, ever want to come across that. Obviously, this is the Fulfilled Life Project. I want to live a life that is fulfilled and bright and light and fun and positive and rooted in the truth and God. But here's the thing. The truth is, in the Bible, God never says that our world won't be filled with darkness. There are many a times in the Bible where he does say that it will be. And that's why it's so important for us to find the light find the true source of joy in our lives, which is Jesus, and to find the light and then to then go out and be the light. That's what we were called to do. And so this weekend I saw that this is not the first time, but recently more has been happening. We live in a very suburban, beautiful town that I prayed and prayed to live in. Um, and, it, you know, we we work hard to live where we live, right? And to, to provide a, a family, a place where our family can be safe and secure and all the things. Um, but recently there was a carjacking not far from us. And then over the weekend, there was an attempted, um, ATM burglary and then some car burglaries and, you know, break-ins to cars and stealing cars and just things that are so unfathomable in this world until you're like, yeah, I mean, sort of, you know, like it's funny because I'll hear it and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. And I'm, I'm still like, it's like shakes me to the core. Like, how could this be happening in our little town? And then I tell my husband and he's like, yeah, like he's just not bothered by it. But because our brains work so differently and he works in a city and he is exposed to this more often. And he just, I don't know, he's more of a realist, I guess, than me. Um, but it bothers me. And I figured this morning as I was sitting and praying over it, I was like, you know what? Here's the deal. We know we live in a dark world. We know that there's literally an enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy who is trying to just make darkness rule. But we also know that we have a choice. And we also know that we were called to be more like Jesus and to show up and to spread love and light. And so how can you show up in this world and be a light when it's easy to get discouraged? It's easy to live in fear. 
um, it's easy to kind of think like, well, this is just the way of the world now, right? And and kind of be in like a defense mode versus like, how can I make this better? Or how can I continue to be a light even though I'm surrounded by darkness? Okay, so I wrote down some notes for myself. And the first thing I want to talk about is what you consume. What are you surrounding yourself with? What are you consuming? When you open your phone in the morning, (laughs) I'm laughing at myself because I'm thinking about myself versus my husband and we're very different opposites totally attract. But I know, again, this is why he's so desensitized to all this. He opens his phone in the morning and the first thing he does is he checks the news. He's looking at the news on his phone. And so he is used to seeing all these things. I stopped watching the news a really long time ago. It was probably around the time that we moved to the area we're living in now. And we started to see Philadelphia news and my husband would be like, oh yeah, that's right down the street from my office. And it freaked me out. And so I was like, I'm not watching it. And then further from that, um, my kids started to pick up on it. If the news was on in the background, they heard things and they were like freaked out. And not that I want to shelter them from everything, but I just think like they don't need to be hearing the news. They don't need to hear what NBC or ABC or CBS thinks is important today in our life, right? So what are you consuming? When you start your day, are you opening up your phone and you're, or you're turning on the TV and you're watching the news and you're literally just already like taken over by negative news? Or are you seeking something positive? For me, and I'm definitely guilty of opening my phone and scrolling social media too often, but it's something I'm working on. Hashtag I'm human. But but when I'm really conscious of this, and, and maybe it's not the very first thing I do, but what I try to do is I try to read a devotion. And I've talked about this a lot on this podcast. Some of my favorites, it's actually sitting in front of me. And the one that I started with was Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. Super easy read. Um, the way that it's laid out is you open it up to the day of the year. So like you can open up today is November 7th. You can open up to November 7th and you can read the devotional for that day. And it will tell you um, what verse it's referring to. So then if you want to, you can go into your Bible and read more in depth or you can just go with your devotional. Um, But I also subscribe to a few that come right to my inbox so that I know when I open up my email, if I'm distracted, at least I open my email and I'm like, oh, wait, let me read this. And one of them is actually called First Things First by Christine Kane. And I love that one because, again, it's reminding you first things first, turn to God, turn to Jesus, turn to the truth. Um, So what you consume matters. Also, go through your feed. I know if you're like me, you're on social media a lot whether we like to admit it or not. And I actually opened up my Instagram today and within like five minutes, I unfollowed, I think 10 people because I was like, whoa, what is this content that they're putting out? Like it was either just, it just wasn't appropriate or it was like, I don't need that in my life. You know, like you get a choice. You get to filter out negativity. You get to filter out things that feel dark and darkness is a real thing. But you get to choose if you surround yourself with it. Like you really do. I had a friend last week in my accountability group. If you don't know, I run accountability groups um, for health and wellness online. I've been doing this for almost nine years. And while I shifted companies recently that I that I partner with, I still have my groups because I just feel very called to community. So I have a few different ones that I have and I'm working on a few others. So that's all news to be announced. But anyway, a girl who's been with me for a really long time, a good friend of mine was like, oh gosh, I'm just surrounded by such negativity. And I was like, well, tell me more. Like, how are you surrounded by negativity? She's like, well, I don't know. It's like people at work are negative and like reading the news is negative and like the world is negative. And I'm like, okay, yes. Like these are all true facts. 
but how can you sift through? How can you filter through so that you're not exposed to so much negativity? Like, yeah, you do have to go to work every day. And so if there's that negative guy in the cubicle next to you or that negative teacher in the classroom down the hall, yeah, you have to be around them. But here's what you're going to do. You're going to show up as the light because what you're going to do is you're going to wake up in the morning and you're going to fill yourself with the truth. You're going to fill yourself with positive affirmations. You're going to fill yourself with some kind of mantras or reading the Bible, reading devotions, listening to upbeat music, doing something so that before you ever turn to the world, you've rooted yourself in truth and joy and the fruit of the spirit. I like, I've heard a saying for a really long time and it's word before world. And it's basically turn to the word, turn to the Bible, turn to the truth before you turn to the world, because we're not here to serve this world. We're here to serve the kingdom of heaven. We're here to get more people, like make heaven crowded. You want to look over at the girl next to you and be like, I'm going to get her invited to heaven. Like that's the best party we can get invited to. Right. And maybe that sounds crazy to you, but honestly, I'm telling you right now, if you're living in this dark world and you don't believe that we're going to a better place, like that is the one thing that is keeping me grounded in this world is knowing that like, hey, all of the things that I'm doing today in this world are to prepare me for the kingdom, to prepare me for the peace that I'm going to see for forever, for eternity that God has for me. And that's not going to be the truth for everybody because not everyone is going to choose light over darkness. Not everyone is going to choose God over evil. But we get the choice, right? So number one is what you consume. All right. Number two, what grounds you? So now you've started your day with something positive, right? You are armed and ready. Maybe you've moved your body. You've done a workout. You've gone for a walk. You've done something. You've looked up at the freaking sky because how many times do we not even do that? And you're armed and ready, right? But then you go out into the world and negative Nancy down down the hallway in your school or, you know, Bob in the cubicle next to you who's like, ho-hum, gets in your head. What do you do? What grounds you? What grounds you? So for me, honestly, it's again, going back to the truth, going back to the Bible. And I was not always this way. I know that so many people listening, maybe not, but in my head, I'm like, okay, people are either going to be like, Chris, please, like you were never like this. You never were so into your faith. You never were so, or, um, you know, oh my gosh, you're so weird. You're like a Jesus freak. These are like the things that in my head that like people are going to say yes. And yes. (laughs) Am I a freak for Jesus now? Maybe. I don't know. And was I always like this? No. But something has changed inside me. And if I look back and I look at myself now and I feel the difference, like I just feel better. And so if God is the thing that's getting me to feel better and helping me to to sort through the sickness that is in our world and the things that come my way, then sign me up. All right. So what grounds you? For me, it's putting on worship music. For me, it's taking a deep breath. Um, I actually just bought this new book called Breath as Prayer, Calm Your Anxiety, Focus Your Mind, and Renew Your Soul by Jennifer Tucker. This is awesome because it's literally teaching you to inhale and then exhale. So like I just flipped open to one that says, inhale, you are great and do wonderful things. Exhale, you alone are God. Inhale, I can do all things. Exhale, through Christ who gives me strength. So just simple things that can bring you back. Also, might sound silly. I know you already know that I'm this kind of person. Have a dance party. That'll ground you. Maybe you're in your cubicle and you can't have a dance party, but put on some butt beat music. Or if you have maybe um, the Bible app on your phone or you have positive affirmations, I have one called, um, I think it's called I Am 
I've talked about it before, but it's right on the home screen of my phone. It's like a little widget and it will tell me like a positive affirmation as soon as I open my phone. So it says, um, all my dreams come true. I have the motivation to improve myself. I am grateful that my joy increases daily. So like those little reminders that you can have at the ready when you are overcome by something negative, maybe it's bad news. Maybe it's something terrible that's happened, whatever it could be. All right. Let's keep going. The next thing is who you choose to surround yourself with. Oh my. I have said this a million times on this podcast and I'm going to say it again. I can literally close my eyes and picture at least three people at a time that God has handpicked and put in my life. Then I know he's been like, hey, I know you've dealt with some crap, right? I know you've had some cruddy things happen to you. But surround yourself with more people like this. Surround yourself with more people who are also doing these things to be the light, who are also going to pray over you, to speak life over you, to be there to encourage you. We all want friends who are going to tell us that like they're going to commiserate with us. We want that, right? And that's normal. But we also want them to be people who are also looking to improve themselves and to get the most out of this world and to really, truly be focused on this is not where we're going to end up. We're going to end up in heaven. Like, I want my friends to know that. I want my friends to be living that. And I want my friends to be teaching my kids that and be an example of that, right? Who you surround yourself with matters. And again, you may not have a choice with some people. It may be family that you're surrounded with and you don't have a choice because they're negative. But it's like, you know, if you've got to surround yourself with those two negative family members, well, then have four positive other people in your life who can drown them out. You know, like, I don't know. I know that there's so much we can't choose from. And I hear those people who are like, well, I can't help it if my insert the blank is negative all the time. Okay. Well, you also can set boundaries. You can set boundaries and you can just make it a point to show up to those situations and be the light. Bring the joy. Try to be contagious. And maybe they're going to call you crazy or they're going to say you're too much of this or you're too much of that or whatever. Eventually they'll catch on or maybe they won't. And that's fine too. But you get to choose who you surround yourself with the most. Who are you choosing to have a conversation with? Who are you choosing to go for a walk around the neighborhood with? Who are you choosing to have coffee with or go out on a Saturday night or have a text chain with? Who are you choosing to surround yourself with? It's so important. So those are just three quick tips. Okay. How are you starting your day? What are you consuming? I guess they kind of go together. What grounds you? So if you're going through the day and something hard is happening, what grounds you? And who do you choose to surround yourself with? And for me, honestly, I can point every single one of those back to my faith. I can point every single one of those back to prayer and the Bible and to God. I can. And that was the biggest message that I've been getting from him all year long is like, invite him into everything. You know, fitness is a huge part of my life. Invite God in. Health is a huge part of my life. Invite God in. Going out and hanging out with friends is a huge part of my life. Invite God in. And it might just be that before you go out and hang out with those people who are negative, you sit down and you pray for them and you pray for that time together. And you say, Lord, I just pray that you would be present when we're hanging out together today, that you would bring yourself into the conversations that we have, that you would allow us to guide our conversations in a positive way so that we can see you, even when things are dark and things are hard, we can still see that you are good and you are the truth and you are the light. And you never told us that darkness wouldn't exist, but you're giving us the tools and the word, your word 
to get through those hard times and to find the joy and to be the light and to know that regardless of what we face today in this world, regardless of what evil is existing out there, trying to get our attention, trying to win this battle, you already won. That was a little preach moment for me. I don't normally pray out loud. I will tell you that I do not normally pray out loud because I'm very self-conscious about it, but that was guided by the spirit. That's what fulfillment is. That's it. That's the fulfilled life project. And as many times as I try to make this something that is for everybody, and maybe maybe you're not fully Christian, maybe you don't understand what it means to be Christian, maybe you are questioning God because of hard times in your life, and maybe you're like, uh, here she goes again. Yeah, here I go again. Here I go again. And I don't care if that means that instead of 100 people listening to this, 10 people listen. That's 10 people that need to hear the truth. That's 10 people that I get to share my heart with. That's 10 people that get to hear what God is telling me. All right, friend, that's it. We live in a dark world. We do. It's the truth. But Jesus is the light. God is the light. We get to show up and be the light. We were called to make it light. We were called to make the world a better place. Every single day, that is my prayer. Lord, help me to make the world a better place. That's my prayer for my children. That's my prayer for my husband. No matter what we go out and do in this world, we're doing it for his glory. We're doing it to make it better. We get to do that. We get to do that. You get to do that. You have that power. All right. I want to hear how this reaches you today. I love nothing more than when I open up my Instagram or my Facebook or my email, which I'm actually really bad about. And I get a message from somebody who's listening to this podcast. But you know what? Even further than that, I love when I get a review because then not only can I see the testimony of how this podcast is reaching you, but someone else who's maybe considering listening can see it too. And the more that we have reviews, the more the podcast gets out there. And I don't talk about that a lot, but I feel like I probably should, right? Because that's how people learn to listen to podcasts. So if you haven't given us a review, if you haven't gone and... um you know, either done a rating or left a message, a comment in the reviews, please go and do that. I would love nothing more than to see um, how this is reaching you. So on that note, let's get fulfilled. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I pray that you are leaving here feeling more fulfilled than ever, that you are ready to go out and live your best life. If you loved this episode, it would mean so much to me if you go ahead and share it with your best girlfriend. Put it on your social media and tag me so that I can thank you for helping to spread the word about the Fulfilled Life Project. Until next time, girl, see you later.